So one of my responsibilities is to supervise students. These are typically bachelor, master's thesis students, and it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy supervising students because it's a chance to connect with somebody, someone or a group of people on a very individual and kind of personal basis because going through a bachelor's thesis or going through a master's thesis is a heck of an accomplishment. And being able to be there with them during that time, kind of taking every step with them is really, really, really fulfilling. And I've been so lucky that throughout the time that I've been supervising, I've had, I've gotten to work with the most awesome human beings that you could possibly imagine. So I take a real sense of pride here. And I always feel like I'm part of the team. I never feel kind of like the classic supervisor, quote unquote, where you're kind of distancing yourself from the team. But I always felt like I was there. We were learning together. We were trying to figure it out as we go along because every thesis is a little bit different. Now, I started supervising back in 2014. I had two bachelor's thesis groups, and I did my level best. I mean, I had never supervised any bachelor's thesis before, so there's there's the mechanics, the kind of uh, institutional mechanics of the bachelor thesis at that university, and then there's the actual kind of relationships that you're building with the people who are doing those bachelor doing that bachelor thesis. So I learned a ton, and every year that went by after that, I learned more and more and more and more. Um, I try, I tried at least at the beginning of my supervision to meet with my students every week, and I always told them at the very start of the semester, I said, "Hey, look." Best way of approaching this, let's meet every week. Because I was learning, they were learning, we were trying to figure this out together. So it really gave us a chance to connect on a very, very regular basis. And we would talk. We would talk sometimes for hours. We would block off an hour, but sometimes we'd sit there for two, maybe three, or even four hours. A lot of times we'd go get coffee together and just sit and talk about everything under the sun, including the bachelor's thesis. We would have lunch together. It was really a chance to develop relationships and kind of bond. But I dedicated my time to those students, even when I kind of had no time to give, even when my schedule was completely full, I tried to prioritize and make time for them so that they felt connected to me. And then we were in this again, kind of together. All of this reached a bit of a tipping point a few years ago when my schedule just became so overwhelmingly busy that I could not make the students that I was supervising a priority anymore. Um, I just couldn't spend as much time with them as I as I wanted to. I wanted to spend an hour a week or more with them and really get to know them and get to know their work. But I was no longer uh, able to do that, or I chose not to do that. I chose to prioritize other things. So my supervision style became a lot more reactive. So rather than kind of proactively reaching out to them and saying, hey, how are you doing? Are you struggling? What can I help you with? It became reactive in the sense that I said, hey, look, if you got a problem, let me know. I'll try to fix it. I'll try to figure out what we can do. And it came with, uh, that time period came with this very overwhelming sense of guilt. And I still feel guilty over my supervision, what it was and what it is now. I still feel intensely guilty about it. Uh, and so there have been, there were moments where I just, I pushed back against the students that I was there to supervise and they would ask me for things. And I said, okay, I, I can try to get that to you, but I can't get that to you now. Or I'll have to get that to you in a couple of weeks, or maybe we can meet in a month and try to discuss it. Um, I always tried to help. I always kind of had the best intentions, but I knew that I was falling short. And the students that I was working with were always extremely understanding and compassionate and patient. They were always 
really able to extend like the benefit of the doubt to me that, hey, Anthony's got a lot going on. It's understandable. There's not much that I can do about it. But I struggled and I still struggle to reconcile this desire to support and to be there for a group of students who are going through the challenging but exciting period of their life where they're finishing their degrees um, and the limits on my activity, the limits on my ability to support them. Um, so I didn't really give up. I didn't tr- just say, forget it, I'm not going to supervise anymore. I just changed the, my approach. I changed the way I go about it. So at the kind of height of my supervision, I was probably supervising something like five to ten master's thesis students and then about as many bachelor's thesis students. And uh, I realized that I can't kind of, I can't do it. I can't do it for all of them. I can't make this experience for them a good one. Uh, with that, with those kinds of numbers. So last year or the year before I decided I was only going to mentor, and this is mentorship, this is not even about supervision, I was only going to mentor seven people uh, at a time. So at any given year, any given time period, I have a list of seven people. Now that's my list, it's not a list that uh, they know even that they're part of, but they're my list of people that I care about, that they're ones that I'm kind of dedicating my uh, time to. So they always get priority. So of all the other things that I'm doing, If they come to me and say, hey, I have a problem, I need to talk to you, boom, they get the next available appointment. I still supervise, but uh, the names that I put on my list are my decisions. They're the ones that I get to decide on who I want to work with, who I want to uh, dedicate my time to. Now, that's not to say that all of my students that I'm supervising, I'm somehow a great supervisor for. I definitely am not, but it's helped assuage some of the guilt that I've felt because those seven people, the seven people that are on my list are my starfish. Now you might know the um, the story about the young man and the old man on the beach and the young man's uh, walking along the beach and there's uh, thousands of starfish on the beach that have gotten washed up with the tide and the young man's throwing a starfish out, you know, every few paces and the old man comes up to him and says, hey, but why are you doing this? You're not going to be able to make a difference. Uh, you know, there's still thousands of starfish on the beach and the young boy says, no, it makes a difference to this one, this starfish. So those seven people, they're my starfish. Starfishes, uh, starfish, yes, yeah, starfishes. They're the ones that I know I can help. They're the ones that I know I can provide support to, that I can accommodate, that I can help guide and help mentor. So the key takeaway is this, uh, helping other people matters. It really makes a difference and it can make a difference in a person's life if you reach out to them and you try to work with them and find ways of solving your mutual problems or help uh, understanding what their problems are. But it can be an absolutely overwhelming challenge because there is no limit to the need out there for others to get insights, advice, objective feedback on their work. So there's always going to be a much greater need than there is uh, supply in some respects. Uh, if you're in the position like I was where you're trying to help uh, people and you're trying to supervise a lot of different people, uh, just take the word of advice. Don't try to help everyone. Don't try to help everyone. Find your starfish and help that one. Help the ones that matter the most.